Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, right from God's Word, every single day, seven days a week. Only about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word. Even that short period of time helps keep us stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God helps us to stay closer to God, and also helps prepare us to be able to deal with life, all of its challenges every day, from a better framework, a better frame of mind. And so God's Word, so powerful to help us in our daily lives. Help somebody in your life by sharing these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to finish our line of thought and study that we've been going through over the last several days. We're talking about kind of comparing two different perspectives from two different individuals who found themselves sitting on an airline flight together, side by side, one seat next to the other. Well, the one was a professor of anthropology from the University of Kentucky, and he was an atheist. He believed in evolution. He believed in the Big Bang. He believed that somehow everything we see around us in the universe, all of the stars, the planets, all of the moons, everything, its, you know, its synchronicity, all of that, all of that kind of just came to be by accident, some kind of chaotic uh, explosion that resulted in order. Now, that, again, is absolutely unscientific. Chaos does not produce order. Order does not come from chaos. Chaos produces disorder. Well, but if you don't believe in God, you've got to come up with something. And so that's what the atheists have done. And that professor was an atheist. He believed in evolution. And that is that somehow... Life came from nothing. Now, that old song, nothing comes from nothing, nothing ever could. (laughs) A lot of truth that is expressed in that song, the simple verses of that song. Nothing comes from nothing, nothing ever could. But you see, the evolutionist believes that life with all of its, again, amazing, amazing abilities, all of its amazing detail, all of the different ways that the organs, all of the, and from life to life, from, from you know, insects to animals, you know, you're talking about plants, you're talking about trees, you're talking about grass, you're talking about flowers, You're talking about worms, you're talking about dogs, you're talking about cows, you're talking about apes, you're talking about human beings. The atheist evolutionist believes that all of that, think about how synchronous all of those different, all of those different aspects of their physical being, how they work together, all of the systems, all of the organs and so on. The atheist believes that all of that just came from nothing, literally. Now you say, wait a minute, no, 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 no. There was, there was an ooze back there somewhere. There was something 
We've never been able to reproduce the ooze. It's just imaginary in the minds of those who believe in that particular uh, methodology of life coming into existence. There was inanimate matter, and all, somehow that inanimate matter, and I'm talking about, when you're talking about inanimate matter, you're talking about rocks. <laughs> you're talking about something that is not alive at all had no basis in life, and somehow something happened way back there that they can't explain. Again, they just imagine it, they make it up, they theorize it, but they teach it as though it was absolute fact. And they say somehow, somehow, that inanimate matter came to life. Now, let me tell you, biologists, scientists who believe that, have spent untold millions, if not billions of dollars, trying to figure out some way to reproduce what they believe must have happened, and they've come up empty every single time. Life does not come from non-life. But even if you say, well, well, I, I just think, okay, tell me, go back before that. Where did whatever that was come from that you say suddenly sprang into life? You see, somewhere you have to have a beginning. And they've never been able to come up with the beginning. That makes any sense. The universe sprang into existence from a big bang that resulted from a tiny microscopic lump of matter that was so dense that you can't even imagine it. And somehow it exploded. And every planet, every star, every moon in the entire universe came into being. Where did the tiny little lump of dense matter come from? Now, just the idea that that tiny little microscopic dense lump of matter could have exploded into all of the mighty bodies that we see all around us in the universe, the stars and the moons and the planets and so on. Where did the little tiny lump of matter come from? Can't explain it. Now, the absurdity of such a scientific position has even gone to the point where some have said things just came into spontaneous existence. What does that mean? There was nothing, absolutely nothing, and all of a sudden, somehow there was something. <laughs> I remember the song again. Nothing comes from nothing. Nothing ever could. Well, the preacher reflected upon the differences between himself and his beliefs and the atheist professor's beliefs. He said he thought, that is the atheist professor, thought the world began with a big bang. I was confident that it will end with a big bang when the Lord comes again and the heavens shall be revealed with a mighty noise. He was interested, that is, the atheist was interested in the ages of rocks. I was interested in the rock of ages, speaking of Jesus. The atheist saw men as one step, just one step above apes. Not very dignified view of mankind, is it? He said, I saw man as just one step beneath angels, beneath angels. The atheist saw God as the creation of man. Man just made him up. I saw man as the creation of God. Absolutely the opposite. 
and creating us, having created us in his own image with a soul, a spirit being that looks forward to eternal life with God in heaven. Completely different perspective, completely different reality, a completely different assessment of the nature of man and the value of man. The atheist's focus was on missing links that they still can't find. And mine was on finding missing souls, that is, finding souls who were lost in sin. All of the Kentucky professors could search for the whole, or on the whole, of the African continent for a hundred years and still not find that elusive missing link fossil. There can be no mistaking links. I'm sorry, there can be no missing links if there are no links between man and animals. And there are none. G.K. Chesterton had it right when he said, the evolutionists seem to know everything about the missing link except the fact that it is missing. They'll try to explain it but it doesn't exist. There's no more reason to believe that man descended from an inferior animal than there is to believe that the governor's mansion grew by itself from a mobile home or a Lexus automobile somehow sprang forth over time from a bicycle or a Delta jet from a child's kite. As the Bible puts it, for every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. Would any of us board a plane we had reason to believe would crash? It is infinitely safer to believe in God than to believe otherwise. Suppose in the ultimate outcome of all things there is no God. What has the believer lost? A few sinful pleasures with their corresponding ill side effects. On the other hand, suppose that there turns out to be a God for that atheist or skeptic or agnostic who has not believed in God, but upon physical death he faces the eternal God the reality that God is there and always has been, then what? A wager of the soul on the terms of eternal fire is not one a thoughtful man would take. No one will then dispute the psalmist's words. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Did you get that? Psalm 14 and verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I have put it more simply a number of times in trying to get across the contrast. If I and all those like me who believe in God and strive to live our lives by the teachings he has communicated to us in his word. If upon our physical death, and I do not believe this would ever be the reality, 
But if we find out there is no God, we will still experience the best that the atheist could hope for. In other words, the best that the atheist could hope for, and that is that there is no God. The atheist might say, you Christians, that's the worst that could happen to you, that you die and find out there is no God. We'll still experience the best the atheist could hope for. I hope you understand that comparison. The worst that could happen for the atheist is upon physical death to find out he was so mistaken. And now he stands before the judgment seat of God the Son. The best that he could hope for is that there is no God. The Christian, if we're mistaken, and I have no doubt that we are not mistaken in believing in God. But if we were, we still have the best the atheist could hope for. But the evidence is all around us. God is. Science points to God as the creator. True science. The atheist is living a life with no hope, no meaning, no inherent value. The Christian, the Christian gets it. He's created in a special way with a soul, an eternal soul. And he looks forward beyond, to what's beyond this life, and that's eternal life with God his creator, his heavenly father. We'd love to send you a free Bible study. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to pray with you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402 498 8397. God gives us hope, real hope, not wild wishes, but the expectation of the fulfillment of what we're hoping for. Expectation with confidence. Let's pray. Father, help people to see there is no hope without you, and help people to see the overwhelming evidence of your existence and that you created everything we see around us. Open their eyes, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.